Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Russell. <clears throat> we were supposed to have the great Aaron Knox on this week, but sorry, Aaron, we've got to bump you. We got in touch with another detailer that I've been really dying to talk to, learn a bit more about him. So Aaron's got to go. Sorry, buddy. Uh, so we'll have Aaron on next week. Again, apologize. But this next kid, um, somebody that I've been kind of following for a couple of years now, he did my cousin's car a couple of years ago and just kind of blew me away with his work. So started following him on Facebook um, and just watching his progression over the last couple of years has just been kind of mind blowing. So please welcome Mr. Michael McCarthy. There he is. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Good. So welcome to the Detail Solutions podcast, second episode. You, nice. bumped, no- you bumped Noxie. Say what? said you bumped Noxie. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have fun with that. Um, so I know I tried to explain this to you a little uh, if you didn't listen to the first one, because um, I know you said you're kind of like not good with interviews. This mm-hmm. isn't really like interviews, dude. You're just um, you're somebody that I've I've been watching, I guess, for like the last two years since you did Matthew's first Ferrari. Yeah. Is that two years ago? Yeah. Roughly. So, yeah. yeah. So obviously when when you did that car, he he was down here um, and uh, visiting with us. Um, showed me the video and everything like that um stellar work and so of course that's when i started following you and just kind of watching your progression um has been like kind of crazy um and it's just one of those things where dude you're like one of those guys like i kind of want to know more about but like i'm really bad about just messaging people and being like hey can we be friends yeah so So, so that's kind of like how this whole podcast thing, um, the idea came about was I just wanted to like interview slash just talk to people to get to know them more, um, the people that stand out, stand out to me. Um, so I've got, I do have obviously some questions that, you know, like I would, I would want to ask you anyway. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, tell everybody uh, you know, I mean, obviously you're Michael McCarthy from Gloss Boss 850. Everybody should know that um, from the intro. But, dude, how, like, how did you – because you're young, right? You're, like, 23, 24, um, something like that? 31, actually. Oh, are you? Damn, why did I think you were so much younger than that? Because Man, the Asian – You had that baby genes. face. Yeah, you had that baby face. Um, damn, I really thought you were a lot, lot younger. Yeah, 31 um, with no beard or a mustache. Nice. Nice. Good for you. So, so how did you, how, like, how did you get into detailing? Like, how'd you, how'd you start? Where'd you start? Like, like give us some background. Um, I started detailing back in 2009. I um, actually it was a situation I was going through at the time because I was born overseas. So okay. because I was born overseas, paperwork got, you know, basically yeah. to make a long story short, it got all messed up and we had to go through a process and it took like eight years. So I really didn't have 
you know, driver's license at 16 or this and that. But I happened to come across this guy that had an auto detailing business. And at the time, I was working with my father at his T-shirt printing business. And I walked over to this guy and I saw, you know, he had a hot rod in there. And I was like, man, this is pretty cool. I was like, are you hiring? He was like, no. So I, you know, I went back and worked with my dad, gave it about, you know, seven, eight months. I went back again. I asked the guy, he's like, hey, man, you hiring? He was like, well, yeah, actually, I got something you, something you can do. So that's where it began. Um, cool. I started there and, you know, I wasn't making very much, but I was enjoying what I was doing. Right. So I was kind of like learning at the same time. So it, you know, it, it was, it was nice because I wasn't, I wasn't making a whole lot, but I was making enough to where I can, you know, go hang out with friends and stuff like that at the time when I was younger. Um, right. right. While dealing doing with, some, yeah, exactly. Right. Doing something that was fun and, and, you know, all that, all that good stuff. So, so how long did you work for him before you went out on your own or? I quit um, the month of February 2017. Um, okay. I think it was, I want to say it was about four months after I got my citizenship, which was like, I was 26 at the time. So right. I got that. So I ended up getting a driver's license. I had a car. So I was able to do the things that I should have enjoyed when I was younger, but because of complications, you know, right. and my dad being in the Air Force, it was, we finally got it over with. But um, yeah, so. That started, and then I started to realize that I was, you know, I was doing more work. I was learning at a faster pace, and I started noticing there were things that my boss would just say to me. He's like, hey, man, I can't teach you how to do this. He's like, you already know how to do basically everything, and I don't really know what else to teach you. He's like, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of learning from you. And, you know, I think it was like about four months after I got my citizenship went by, and I started thinking, I was like, man, I was like, I really enjoy what I do, but I don't really like having a boss. I kind of want to do this as a business and have my own thing on my own time. So right. um, it was something I was thinking about three years prior to the whole uh, month that I quit, but it started to grow right. more and more. And Yeah, and obviously because of the situation you were in, it's not like you could really kind of do it anyways. So you had plenty of time to, to prepare for it and think about it. Yeah. And, you know, it got to the point, too, I was at 26. I was like, man, you know, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I got to have right. like a foundation of some sort. So I ended up uh, February 2017 just pulling the trigger. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I forget what day it was, but it was I was working with a guy next door, which is a buddy of mine now. He had a body shop. So we we would always work together um, uh-huh. on, you know, big projects and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I came over there and set up my LLC one night and then came in the next day and kind of broke the news to my boss. I mean, it was kind of short notice, but I mean, it was, right. I was basically in a moment to where it's like, I either do this now or I'll come up with an excuse if I wait another day. So I right, the trigger, exactly. went in there, quit. I said, look, I'm done, but I'll finish out my week and I'll finish, you know, the other two coding jobs that we have here. But after that, I'm kind of going on my own. He didn't take it too well. Um, right. but you know, they never do. <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, try to make me kind of feel bad. So I just kind of ignored it. And I was like, you know what? We're both adults now. So hard feelings, you know, he, he'll he be all right. Yeah, yeah. And plus, exactly. And plus, he wanted to really kind of take over his business because I was working a lot of the times and he wasn't working as much as I was. So he kind of wanted to get back in it. So I felt like that was a perfect opportunity you know, let him know that I was leaving and then he can have the shop sure. back and do and start doing things the way he wanted to do. Nice. Um, 
So how did you how did you get hooked up with CarPro? Because um, I know like everybody kind of picks their brands, and I know you're pretty, you're um, you know kind of pretty solid there with with CarPro. Was that something you just kind of stumbled upon, or is that something well, that actually the first time I ever heard of Seacords in general and CarPro were uh-huh. two different people. One was I think it was a year of. It was 2016, and I was doing a Z06, and, you know, the guy was following me for a while at the time when I was working with my boss, and he um was he came up with a Z06. He's like, hey, man, I've been following you. I want you to do, you know, your touch on the on my car. And I was like, okay, sure, you know, and we went about the process, and then he had mentioned to me about a ceramic coating. That was the first time I ever heard about it, and he was like, yeah, man, oh, okay. there's stuff called C-Quartz. I was like, you know, at the time, I was like, what the hell is that? Like, what is the coating? Yeah. And he was like, you know, it's just stuff that comes in a bottle. It's a liquid. You apply it. And after you wipe it off and it cures, it's just like your car's glass. So I kind of was like thinking about it after, you know, doing his car. And I was, I started thinking more about it. I started researching, you know, I started Instagram, got on there. And I started oh, yeah. researching, you know, car pros, C-Cores after I found out about it. And then I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So I don't remember what car I did. I think. It was the green Corvette that I did that kind of caught Corey's eye, Okay, I'm assuming. Um, but I remember tagging CarPro at one point and on Instagram. And the next thing you know, I somebody had tagged. I forget who it is. I still don't know to this day. But they had tagged him. It was like, and they tagged Corey. It was like, hey, um, this is the guy. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I didn't really think anything of it. And then I started getting more into um, researching coatings. And, you know, I found out how to get in contact with CarPro. So I called one day and I was like, hey, you know, how do I go out doing this? Corey explained what I needed to do. And I was like, okay, cool. So at the time I was, I didn't start my business. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I think I gave it like another year or two before I quit. And then I called the day I quit and, you know, Corey was like, yeah, you know, I'd like you to come down to Aaron Knox's shop, you know, train get to know each other and then, you know, see how everything goes. And I was like, word. And, you know, that's kind of where the journey began from there. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great product. I mean, I, I started with UK. Um, I've kind of rounded back to it somewhat now because of Knox, Um, you know, and kind of, been been a little bit in between a bunch of bunch of different coatings too and i mean they were all fabulous coatings it's just um you know i've kind of gotten i've kind of gotten over i guess a little bit of like the the hype about branding um so to speak um and the beauty part and this this is the part that always like gets everybody mad is is Corey's shop is half a mile from my shop mm-hmm. so so like i can i can put an order in and be over there in like two minutes and pick the order up which is which is awesome you know versus yeah. having to to wait for shipping and things like that um so i mean it's not a knock on any of the other coatings that that i've used or still use or anything like that it's just kind of one of those things where it's just so convenient to be just run over there and grab something when i need it versus like loading up um kind of deal so um so when did you get in the wet sanding um because i know like that's the one thing like when i first 
started following. I was like, all right, this 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 guy does some pretty some pretty good work or whatever. And then it was like wet sanding full car, wet sanding full car. And I was like, it was like every time you'd make a post, I was like, here we go again. This kid's wet sanding, like you know, like <laughs> phenomenal work. But I'm but sometimes I'm like, man, like good lord, all he does is wet sand and and coat. Like like you know, he's got to be just a dump truck full of cash sitting out back or whatever with these jobs. Like, so like, when did that, when did you transition into like kind of really getting into um, the wet sanding? And then, and then was that something you did like a Kilmer training for, or um, did you just pick it up on your own or like, how did that um, come about? I started detailing 2009 and I think I want to say, I think it was the second year after I started working for the guy that was at, uh-huh. um, I guess I started progressing and he saw that. So he was like, Hey, you know, let's start wet sanding. So oh, okay. we were, um, he gave me a job and I forget what, I think it was a, I know the first buff job he gave me with a rotary was a Ford contour and I burned the shit out of the fender. <laughs> I went through that thing all the way and he was just like, Holy shit. Nice. But um, when I started West Ending, it was I think it was two years afterwards, and it was for a body shop, and it was like a custom shop. So they, they all the guy really produced was like you know old seventies, you know like the dongs, the big the big body cars, yeah. the big motors, yeah. big wheels. Yeah, so that's one of the cars <laughs> I started West Sanding on. Um, one of the full cars, but before that, uh, we were working in a kind of collaborating with a coll- a collision center down the road from us. So I would do spot sanding, you know, he would teach me how to do the nibbing. So we started doing the nibbing and it went from nibbing to like softening up a whole panel. Like we would nib the pit, nib the trash and then soften up the panel with 2000, 3000 and buff it out. And it went from that to being like, Hey, you know, here's a full car. Do you want to do that? And I was like, uh, I don't know. He was like, all right, I'll show you how to do it. So when I first learned it was first, at first it was blocking. And then I started right. learning by hand. And then, you know, I kind of learned, like, the difference between the two. So I started doing that more and more. We started tag-teaming jobs. I started learning. And then, you know, from there, it's just that's what it was, you know. Till this day, I get a car in, see a piece of trash in the paint, you know, I'm going to sand it. That's just right. what I'm used to. And on top of that, you know, working with the paint shop behind me and the dent guys, you know, they do a lot of um, paint repair. So I'm always getting – you know, shop work in the shop too. So it's like every day I'm sanding something. Right. Now, when you, like you said, when you look at a car and you see that it's got like some trash in it, you're sanding it. Is that something you're like, just, I'm going to do it. Or is that something like when you're doing your inspection with the client, you're like, Hey, you know, here's some trash in it. We can sand it out, blah, 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 whatever. Well, with me, it's like when if I see a car and, you know, the customer said, hey, this panel's been repainted or if it's a factory panel that's been repainted or whatever it is, um, if there's a piece of trash, I mean, it's just a kind of like an OCD thing of mine. It's like I see right. it. I want that gone and I'm going to do what uh-huh. I can to make it disappear without, you know, causing any damage to the clear coat, obviously. But it's just more of a, um, I don't know, I see it like every car I do is more of, you know, this customer is paying me X amount of dollars. I want to make right. sure the customer gets back this car and it's, you know, even if it's not a hundred percent perfect, it's 95% better than what it was when it came in. I want to see that customer smile when they walk away. So it's, it's more of a pet peeve of mine, you know, gotcha. find like imperfections and stuff like that. It's just yeah. something I've been doing over the years and it's, 
just, I guess, one of those natural things. You see something, you're like, okay, I got to get rid of it. Oh, no, no. I mean, definitely. I mean, don't, you know, I mean, you're, you're on a completely different level than that, on that than I am because, I mean, I don't, <clears throat> I haven't gotten into wet sanding yet. Um, and it's mostly because of um, most of the cars I get don't really need it, you know, um, but kind of the same way, you know, like even if I, um, you know, if I quote a client, I quote, ugh, I quote a client, a price and a job, um, like even if it's doing something like a hyper polish or speed polish, whichever, you know, um, I, I kind of steal in Knox's term there with the hyper polish, but, um, you know, or one step or, you know, whatever. Um, but it needs a little bit more, you know, um, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I'm not going to just like, if I can just spend an extra, you know, 15 minutes on a panel or 10 minutes on a panel or something. And, and I'm, you know, making good money on the job anyway. So if it takes me a little bit longer, but to do like what you said, to, to make it closer to perfect. So when the client comes back they're you know, like, Oh my God, like I, you know, kind of didn't think you were going to get it out. Um, so no, I, I totally, I totally get that. I just, I just didn't know if, because you, you do so much, or at least you post up a lot that, um, of wet sanding. I didn't know if that was just something you're like, look, man, my wet sanding, my correction, my coding, it's all this much, you know, and this is where you're going with it kind of deal. Um, so I was just, I was just curious. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I get a lot of people that ask me too, like either in person or online, they're like, Hey, do you wet sand every car? I don't wet sand every car. Like honestly, right. it's probably, I mean, just, just every maybe, car you post, <laughs> maybe three out of the five cars I get for coatings. They're, is a spot wet sanding, but at right. least two out of those five, you know, might get maybe a quarter of the car or maybe half the car done or whichever, or whichever's, you know, I feel is going to make the paint improve the paint. But, um, right. I try not to wet sand every car, but it's just, it's lately it's man. I mean, like over the past year and a half, it's just like, there's like no other way to get these imperfections out. So it's right. I, it's, that's like the only result to do for me um, right you know because you don't want to keep polishing on a panel over and over again because one you're going to heat it up two you're eventually going to burn through and three you're going to end up having to pay for that panel and depending on the color you'll have to pay for multiple panels to blend so right like, right exactly i kind of just pick and choose um what cars yeah. i think should have it and should not like you know for instance this audi r8 i just got in it i thought it was just going to be a gravy two-step job and turns out having to repaint a side skirt and the whole passenger door has been repainted. There's trash galore. I mean, there's like oh, wow. at the bottom of the door and the customer didn't even know about it until I brought it up to him. So now I'm just like, man, Oh, looks like I'm sanding this whole door. Right. Right. Jeez. Um, well, speaking of the, speaking of the R8, I mean, dude, you get a lot of cool stuff. I'm not going to lie. Um, I do. What's... It's weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's very weird because when I used to work, before I started my business, I used to just like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I used to have dreams of me like having my own shop, working on badass cars. Right. And I would always see these badass cars around. So, you know, I kind of, I don't know what it is. I mean, I mean, I kind of believe in Murphy's Law of Attraction, but there was to a point where I talked about like working on a nice car every single day up to the day I quit my um, right. job and started my own business. And then. It was weird. It was like the first month I got into business, I got a 69 Camaro SS that was purchased from Barrett Jackson. And oh, nice. that's like my dream car. So that was like the first hit. And then after that, it's just 
I know it's wild. I mean, it's, I wake up some days I wake up and I'm just like, man, this is, this is pretty cool. I mean, it's just, it's just real life. Right. Right. And that's, that's how I think sometimes. Cause, cause I mean, I get some nice stuff, but sometimes like I see stuff that other guys are doing and I'm like, man, like, why, how come I'm not getting that? How come I'm not getting that? But then I like look at it on the other side that, you know, like I see a lot of guys aren't even doing the stuff that I'm doing. So then I'm like, kind of like, you know, shut up. Cause you got some cool stuff too <laughs> going yeah. on. Like that some other people don't have. Um, well, mentioning, mentioning the, the Camaro, like kind of goes into second part of um, kind of talking about the cars that you get. So, so I wanted to ask you like, what's your favorite car that you've done and what's one that you haven't done yet that you're dying to do. So does the 69 kind of fall in your favorite yeah, car that you've done <laughs> kind of deal? It, and... it's, it's, it's really hard for me to narrow it down. Like I'm trying to narrow it down like a top 10, but there's so many. Um, yeah. The 69 Camaro SS, that was a badass car. Um, the another one I worked on that I just did like a standard detail on, but still was kind of cool was when I worked for my old job before I started the business was um, they claimed to have purchased one of Lucio Ball's um, Rolls Royces from her estate, one of the older ones. Oh, wow. So I got to clean one of those, and that was pretty cool. I mean, seeing a car that was in like 50s or the 60s, yeah. power windows, shag carpet. I mean, it was just kind of like a trip back into history. Right, right. hear about the story. Um, I would definitely say the four GT that I did that one, I was eyeing, that was actually a client of my bosses and I started my business and next, next thing you know, I get a call one day and he's like, Hey, I got a four GT. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the one. And it be, <laughs> ended up being the one. Cause my boss would never let me touch. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to do this one. You can go over here and work on this Honda. And I'm just like, shit, dude. Right. Right. Exactly. Like <laughs> I don't want to work on a Honda. I want to work on that thing. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> I've got a lot. I mean, definitely Matt's um, Medina. That was that the, was the, the nice yellow, one. the yellow and one or was, the red one. Uh, both of them. Well, the, the red, the red one's the challenge, challenge Stradale, right? Yeah. yeah, that that was nice. Yeah. Little nerve wracking when he told me that the mirrors were at least fourteen k just for the mirrors, and then yeah, kind of explaining to me like what's not replaceable. So I mean, there right. was a couple, there was a few days on that car where i was sweating bullets but um well i i remember even on the first one the yellow one he told me that like you were afraid to to really polish out the wheels and he was like dude they're just they're the wheels like pop them off and polish them out but i think at the time you didn't you didn't feel comfortable taking the wheels off i think is what he said or something like yeah, that um it was you know i mean when you're working on cars like that you kind of want to make sure you have like you know you tighten the lug nuts down like to yeah. the proper spec and stuff like that because i mean they're not your ordinary cars these are cars that are like driven right. at high speeds or on the track right. and stuff like that and i had knew known that matt was going to drive the medina you know i knew he was going to take it on rallies i knew he was going to take it to a track eventually i mean he told me it yeah so that's where i was kind of falling in and you know that thought in the back of your head, man, if I screw something up, that's going to be a big, that's going <laughs> right. to be a big payment. No, I, I get you, man. I just recently was, was kind of made a decision that I don't even know that if I want to do wheels off anymore. I mean, even though I have quick jacks and can get the car up off the ground and pull all four wheels off at the same time, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes when you're putting the wheel back on and if you don't get it flush right and you start, you know, putting the lug nuts back on, um, you know, like you said, I mean, you just get in a world of trouble. So that's, I don't do a lot of them, but it's something that I, I'm almost kind of, you know, thinking about 
bailing out of on my services. Um, I don't know. I haven't made that decision yet. But uh, so what's what's the one car you haven't done yet that you're just biting at the chomp to do? You know, I mean, you just there is can't wait. There is a few cars in my area that pop. I up. mean, um, right. There's I was going to say besides. Yeah, I was gonna say besides like the Bugattis and and the Kona Sigs and stuff like that, like oh yeah, I mean that's that's good. I mean we got a detailer over in Biloxi um, that does ceramic pro. He's a pretty chill dude, and I follow uh-huh. him on Facebook. Like one of the only guys, um, but man, this guy has he does some ridiculous cars. He did one of the Paganis out there, and I was just blown away. I was like, holy shit, they got one over here. But um, I would definitely say there's a lot Ferrari here in Destin, which is oh wow like 20 minutes from my shop and yeah. you know, I would love to get my hands on that. And you know, there was a, I mean, obviously a Pagani, but you know, that's, that's like one in a million chance. Right. There's so many, there's only so many, but I'd, I'd like to get into more of the older, older um, exotic cars, like, you know, the fifties, the sixties, maybe the forties, but old, um, old school Ferraris and Lamborghinis, like Joppalos yeah, and, and a lot of old muscle cars. Um, nice. Yeah. You know, I'm, I I like I like rat rods too, but I mean, you can only do so much to rat rods because I mean, they're yeah. just yeah. But um, I don't know. It's weird. It it just it just changes, man. It's I do so many, and it's just like I see so many cars, and then it's just like the list just goes from like three to like thirty, and, and it's it's wild. Right, right. No, no. I I totally understand that. Um. So what are what are some of your goals for? your business for gloss boss i mean you are you planning to to do you want to like expand it in a sense to where maybe you're taking on more services um like like i myself i'm i'm doing lumar ppf training this week because i want to start integrating that into my business just because when i sub it out i see how much the ppf guy is getting and i'm just like why why am I subbing this out anymore? Like, why is that money not staying in the shop yeah. for me? Um, so, I mean, is, are you, cause I know you have like some, some guys that you work with for like PPF and wraps and stuff like that. But I mean, do you have any goals of like, you know, doing PPF, doing window film, like maybe get to a point where you're hiring on, you know, other people to help you out to take on more or, or you just um, cool with how it is? Probably not Ted. Um, I've thought about, you know, PPF and vinyl, but I get so much volume with the paint correction and the coatings that I'm pretty much busy with that. So there's like really right. no time for me to do it. But the guy that I've been working with for now for a couple of years, um, he's a real good, he's a real good guy. And, you know, we've been doing work back and forth and we've actually talked about potentially getting a bigger shop together. So that way we have, you uh-huh. know, film and the correction and coatings. Um, just kind of kind of go in on a partnership type deal yeah and i mean i i kind of have some interest in ppf but to be honest i rather i rather polish a car for a week than try to stretch and cut film but yeah you know i actually haven't had hands-on experience so that could change and but until then i just like i don't really have the time for it but if i can find someone that has the quality of work that i'm looking for that's also an enthusiast, and that's one of the things I like about the people I work with is that everybody's a car enthusiast. The dent guys, he's an enthusiast. The paint guy, nice. the paint protection film guy, I mean, the tent guy. So I've got people that actually have a passion for what they do, so that right there is like a team to me. So, you know, if I can 
I'd really just like to focus on the corrections and the coatings and then. Right. No, I, I got you. Cause I mean, that's, that's how I always felt too. And you know, like I said, and then once I started subbing out PPF work, cause I was getting it um, or people interested in it, you know, it was just kind of like, Oh man, that's a lot of money and leaving the shop. And, and I'm, I'm at the point where, you know, honestly, if I could book, you know, one car a week and, you know, do a, you know, full front end PPF job and a ceramic coating and a, you know, correction ceramic coating, like, dude, I'd be set, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't need to do anything else. And that's, that's kind of where, where I'm trying to get, I mean, I'm obviously way older than you are, but um, you know, I've I've thought about it and it's just, you know, I've, I've also seen a lot of people like not just detailing, but like in businesses in general, especially small businesses, yeah. When they start out, you know, like the biggest thing for a lot of people I've seen in my area is go big or go home. And yeah. once you have that mentality, you kind of lose track of, you know, taking a step by step and building when you're just trying to have it all at once. And, right. you know, I kind of want to just take that slow step, you know. Yeah, it may take me a few years longer to get to where I want to be, but at least I'll be able to sleep at night and I'll be right. able to wake yeah. up the next morning and work. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Cause I mean, I, I, you know, this is, I'm heading into my fifth year. Uh, November will be, will be five years. Um, you know, and I'm just now kind of making that decision, you know, to get into PPF and people have been talking to me about doing it forever. Um, so, so something else I saw recently on your Facebook page, um, cause I know you you post a lot that, you know, about travel. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, and you posted something about, um, you know, wanting to be retired at an early age and travel. Um, so, so what do you have a, I guess they call it like your put down your buffer date. Like, do you have a date set in mind or do you have a time set in mind, um, that you're just going to be like, I'm done. I need to go and do something else or for you travel, things like that. And, and like, how firm is that thought, you know, right now, um, you know, kind of deal as, as far as like, you know, definitely going to do it no matter what, or we'll shoot if I'm doing Pugani's and uh, Bugatti's and, um, uh, you know, LaFerrari's all the time, then eh, I might stick it out a little bit longer. <laughs> um, oh, that's, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been doing it for about 10, 11 years now. And, a lot of people don't know, but there's been a lot of times or quite a few times that I've actually quit detailing because I just got to the point where I was just burnt out. So, I mean, I've burnt right. myself out quite a bit, um, but, you know, it's just – I don't know. It's 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 crazy because every time I stepped away from detailing, it's – it within two months – you know, the longest I back. went was it was about a year without detailing. But like, you know, they were throughout that year. I was just seeing cars like, man, I really want to polish that car, man. That car, looks right. Nice. That looks nice. But I think the whole I don't really have a date for when I'm going to put the buffer down. Um, I think that's something that I'm probably going to enjoy. Um, even if I retire, I mean, I'm still going to polish something. Um, right. I just I enjoy it. It's a passion. I like it. Um I like the satisfaction of a finished product. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't think I'll, it's, I mean, it's, I'm definitely not going to put it down, 
but I do have plans. I would love to go travel. Um, if I can find a way to where I could travel and, you know, go see the world, you know, go eat some awesome food from different countries and still detail right. at the same time, you know, that yeah. would be awesome. Right. But I also kind of want to, you know, there's a few other things I want to do, like cooking. And I kind of want to get back into art because I used to be real big in that. I actually went to a vocational school for digital arts and design. Oh, cool. But I kind of fell out of that when I once I started getting into detailing because then I started getting the cars more and I started, you know, liking what I do. But, you know, now it's just like, you know, eventually I'll figure something out. But now I'm just kind of going on. Riding the wave. Just riding the wave, you know, just yeah. living life. I mean, I don't want to set limits and stress myself out. I kind of just want to live life and like kind of let it take it where it's supposed to go type deal. Right, right. No, 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 definitely. I mean, that's, you know, I'm always uh you know, Michelle's like, you know, we should do this, you know, and I'm like, that's like six months away. Like, who knows what's going on in six right. months? Like, let's just take take day at a day. It's hard um, to plan ahead of time, especially like years, like a year in advance, right? Like five, six months. I mean, hurricane can come and take off Florida and we won't be able to go anywhere. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't say that, man. We're in hurricane season now. Um, so Aaron Knox told me to ask you who do you look up to this industry or who do you look yeah who do you look up to in this industry and i'm gonna well, say please please don't say him i mean he, enough <laughs> noxie is definitely one of them um and reason saying is because when i first met him when i got introduced to car pro and i trained at his shop the dude was just so down to earth i mean he was so yeah, chill the first time I met him, like within the first 10 minutes of talking, I was like, man, I feel like I've known this dude forever. Like this dude is like one of my homies back at home. Right. Like, super chill, super cool. And it was, it was a great feeling. You know, I didn't feel out of place. I mean, you know, just meeting everybody like Corey and all them. I was like, wow, this is, it's like a family. And this is the first right. day I've seen you guys like in person ever. But um, definitely Nazi's one of them. Um, you know, Obviously, the KXK group, you know, Kilmer and Ward, I definitely look yeah. up to them because, you know, I like their passion for what they do. Um, you know, I like the level they're at. And it's just like kind of like a thing where I look up and I'm just like, yo, you know, they're there. I'm at my age. You know, I can I can get there and, you know, do the things and learn the knowledge that they know. And that's, you know, another thing about it. The whole detailing thing is just learning. It's just every day I learn something. Right, exactly. I, I love it. I mean, it's something well, new. I mean, yeah, we're polishing our cars every day, doing the same repetitive thing, but you're still learning something new. So that kind of, you know, keeps it fun. Right, because um, paint, paint's different from car to car. And, and maybe you've done, you know, like Christopher Cormie, all you ever do is black cars. But okay. you get that one black car that the paint is different than the last... 150 black cars you did you know so now you have to figure it out and learn and then to this this industry changes like so rapidly like you just think like oh it's compound it's polished like yeah you know, six move, months moving that's something else is like hey we can eliminate right um you know it's such and such process and we can make it go from like 10 steps into two like, right what? exactly <laughs> and and that's that's one of the reasons why you know people are like oh how come you don't have this and how come you don't use this and how come you know, and it's like, I can't buy so many things. And, and every six months, like now the new thing's coming out and I got to buy that. And I've still got a three quarters full bottle of the, the last new thing. So 
like I, I'm very picky and choosy with with that. I mean, are, how yeah, do you? I'm, I'm the same. With way. chemicals, are you pretty minimalist with your chemicals? Um, to I an extent, go with what works. Um, right, it gives me the results I want. Um, I know when back in the day when I first started, I, I tried the whole 3M line. I mean, the heavy cut, the finesse, the perfected line. Right. And, you know, I thought that was the shit back in the day. I was like, man, this stuff looks good. And then, you know, four years after using the product, I kind of started figuring out. I was like, man, why is it that every time I wash a car after I compound it and polish it out, these damn swirls keep coming back? And, yeah. you know, that's when I that's when it rang. I was like, I think this stuff has got fillers in it. So um, I found that out when I first, you know, wiped down the panel with wax and grease remover after polishing. I was like, I want to see if the shit's going to come back because it keeps coming back with all the washes and boom, sure enough, it did. So started messing with other products. Um, I really stuck with the 3M stuff up until what was like 2015. Then I started using Meguiar's. Um, I use a lot of the solo cut and polish and figured that was a lot of fillers in there too. So I didn't really like that. And then started researching car pro. So I started kind of experimenting with that and then from there on it kind of just took off um right i don't really have i don't really try too many products i just know that what i've tried from car pro so far has Works. given me the results um that i want but that's not saying that i'm not open to trying other products it's just right find yeah. something that gives me results you know i usually stick with it and then you know if, if it's someone i'm following that it does a lot of corrections and cutting and you know using compounds and testing and stuff like that, you know, I would be like, okay, so if he's using that. Let me try that. See what it's like. So I like, I mean, I've tried a different one, a lot of different. Yeah. Compounds. Right. And I, and I've tried to do that kind of similar to, I usually like to always buy like a 250 mil bottle first. That way, <clears throat> if I didn't like it, at least I didn't buy the quart size or, you know, the right. 500 mil of the quart size or whatever and, and waste a lot of money. Um, I think right now, my yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but before I forget, but right now I think the compound that I love using right now is Oberg. I mean that stuff right there just cuts like butter, has right. a nice finish. I mean, yeah, it's well. It's, that's that's what yeah. I was just gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you what's what's your go to, and and um, Oberg is is one of mine um, as well. I, I since the day it came out, everybody was like, dude, you gotta try, it. you gotta try, it. and I and, and surprisingly enough, man, um, with their, with their yellow pad, I mean, you can get a lot done just, just doing it that way with the overt cut and the yellow pad. Um, sometimes I don't really need to go super aggressive on my pad. Um, so, so I typically try to keep these things about 45 minutes or so. So we got about six or seven more minutes. So I want to get to, so kind of one of the last things I want to kind of talk to you about, and, and I'm actually kind of glad that we didn't do this on Saturday because now we get to talk about the Paint Assassin of the Year Award. So congratulations on being nominated for the Paint Assassin of the Year. <laughs> um, this is, I... uh, dude, you know, when I saw that group, you know, Jason's like, dude, you're in. And I'm like, cool. And then like he told me, I was like, no, not cool. I don't want to go up against any of those guys, <laughs> you know, like, um, what's your, like, how do you, what, 
What do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? How do you feel about nominated? I mean, nominated. Is it is it cool for you? Is it is it like you know okay? And just remember, Jason will be listening to this. So, (laughs) I mean, it was it was a a bit shocking. I was like, you know, wow, you know, I, you know, when I when I saw it, I was like, you know, I'm not, I haven't really been a member of this group too long, and you know, to see that I'm on that is, you know, to me, it was just like that was that was a good feeling. It was a you know feeling of gratitude. I was like, wow. You know, right. I, I'm with these guys that are like constantly polishing cars, like Christopher Corman. Like I, I, I honestly, I would hate to polish black cars day after day after day. Cause I mean, I know how it is, but that guy yeah. does a lot of black cars, but to be up against, yeah. you know, that group Artwork of people, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. You know, yeah. it's, it's taken me a little bit. It took me like, you know, a few hours to kind of like realize, but you know, it's, it's a good feeling, you know, I'm, 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 I'm blessed to be. It's, it's definitely know, one of those things. Yeah. Of right. It's definitely one of those things where people, people in the industry might be like, Oh, well, do you have pain assassins? Like, you know, what's that? But when you look at the, the group as a whole, you know, whether it's the big names, the, the, you know, the middle of the road kind of names or, or even the people that, you know, maybe aren't considered um, huge names like that group rocks, dude. Like everybody in there just can like slay paint. Like there's no tomorrow. Not only that they can slay paint is that also there's really no drama in paint assassin. That's what I love about it because a lot of these other detail forums it's just constant there's drama 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 and there's always people bashing each other but with pain assassin it's just it's cool as shit like everybody does what they love to do and they post what they want and everybody gives comments and everybody supports each other everybody motivates each other and that's what i like about pain assassin it's it's really probably as close to being perfect of a facebook group that i think you know with without maybe being something um you know, along the lines of maybe like some of the higher up, closer knit, like um, brand specific secret groups, you know, yeah. as they're kind of, as they're kind of called, like you might be able to be into a, you know, like, like for myself, like I can, like I'm in the car pro products group, but I'm pretty sure you're in like a car pro secret group kind of deal you know and I'm, so i think i'm I, I i i'm sure every every brand out there has their own yeah, group and they, no. yeah they do i mean I, igl's got you know their 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 group um you know actually they've, they've got a the bunch of them i mean they've got the 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 north america group and then they've got the the marine group and then they've got the industrial group and then they've got the kenzo group um you know so i mean it and and it's it's all you know the the more the more higher up in the group you get, you know, it does get kind of like that, that no drama, no BS stuff. I mean, even the North America group isn't, isn't too bad, but yeah, I mean, as far as like not being a, you know, manufactured brand, I'm not even going to say a brand because Jason has built a a phenomenal brand over the last two years with pain assassins, but like not, not being a manufacturer type brand, you know, special group. He, he really does a, um, a great job on on that um so um all right dude lastly mayo what's <laughs> what's what's the, dude like where'd that come from what's what's the deal with it like because <laughs> you're always like yelling from the bleachers mayo you know like 
I don't know. I just woke up one day. I was like, I'm just going to start saying mayo. <laughs> That's how it started. <laughs> gotcha. I didn't know if you just. Uh, Everybody like calls everything sauce. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call it mayo. No, it's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's a Mayo's better. good. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, yeah, sometimes I, I like it very thinly spread on my sandwiches, but some people love it. Just yeah, some people take on. the whole jar. They just, they just dip their fucking sandwich in and they eat it and they, they, they call it. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, man. Well, I listen, I really appreciate you doing this, being second guest, because you're really kind of the first guest that I knew nothing about. So it was it was a little it was a little uh, nerve wracking for me as well, because with Jason, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and that's why that's why I had Jason on first was just to kind of run through it, see how it would go, see if anybody would even listen to it. Um, surprisingly enough, the first episode um, got 48 listens. So hopefully this one gets a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a pretty neat thing that you're doing. I think there should be more podcasts. Well, thank you. More interactions with detailers. Um, I think that should be. Yeah, more. And- yeah, and, and and not to say that there's anything wrong with the the detailing podcasts that are out there, but you know, again, my thing is is this is this is a way for me to to just get to know people that that I think do stellar that that does stellar work, and and I want to learn more about them, and and then two, it's you know, it's it's more of um, you know, I'm not really looking for the big names, you know, I'm not looking for the huge companies. Like I want it to be kind of us, so to speak, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, the, the, the people that are just, you know, in the trenches all the time and, and just hammering it away and always admiring everybody's work. So, you know, like I, I really don't want like the, the celebrity detailer, so to speak, um, at least not now I've, I've got, I've got my, my short list of, of people that, you know, I want to make it through. And if I make it through that, that short list and still get some, some listens and things like that, then, yeah. then I'll definitely keep rolling with it and maybe throw in, um, a round table here and there, maybe like pick a topic, invite some people on. Cause I can actually bring on more than just one person. Um, yeah, and, you know, you know maybe the whole thing with like, you know, people becoming celebrities and this and that, you know, I just think, I think we should all just enjoy it as a whole, as a passion. And, you know, one of the things that we should all never forget is, you know, don't ever forget where you started from. Cause I mean, some guys had it easy. Some guys had it rough, you know, like me, I I left my business. Well, I mean, I started my business and then I started out of my garage. I had nine jobs lined up. One of them, two of them were guys I've been talking to throughout the year. And I had seven of them cancel on me. My bills were due in two weeks. I had no money at the time because I wasn't really making a whole lot. And, right. you know, it just, you know, when I, when I, when I start, you know, I, sometimes I get a lot of attention on posts and stuff like that. So I got to like remind myself like, yo, you know, this is great and all. You right. love what you do. It's not, admire it's, not paying it. the, it's not paying the bills. <laughs> that and you'd be like, yo, dude, you need to take a step back. You need to be a little right. more humble. And you need to remember where you came from because, you know, you went through a lot. And from what I've always seen, you know, through businesses in our area is just ego kills dreams yep. faster than anything that I know, faster yeah. than cancer. Well, and in this industry, too, it's I always look at it as, um, you know, it's a it's a very high and low 
um, kind of deal for a majority. Not to say that there, you know, aren't guys out there that are just, you know, riding the endless wave because there are. But for the majority of us, you you have your peaks and you have your valleys. Yeah. And you know, it's it's you know, make hay when you can. You know, in the high times when when wave season is good, and then when it goes flat and glassy, you know, you kind of have to live off of your, 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 um, your high times, you know, when you were, when you had the good waves and everything like that. Yeah. So no, and, man, no. that's, that's, that's great advice. I'm, I'm, and, and a lot of times when I mean, like everybody has their ups and their lows and their, you know, their downers and their really stressful days. And, you know, one thing I've learned is, man, even on my stressful days on the days, I mean, I don't really get a month where I'm not like, slam packed busy but the days where i remember when i wasn't busy i remember what that right. felt like so i'm just like man you know just keep the head up whatever happens just keep pressing forward right it's not going to last forever it's eventually going to go away but I, I try to keep a positive mindset even when i'm hammering down on a car standing a car for two weeks and it's just not coming out the way i want i just want to punch myself in the face but <laughs> you know i just I, I try to keep it cool i try to keep it positive i mean right. you know, the one, of the, one, one of the things that i actually remember and you know it's just when things go not the way you want it to go you just kind of have to just tell yourself you know someone out there has it worse than you and you know that's a saying that's been said you know for a very very long time but you know if you think about it you got kids and you got people our age that are in different countries of the world that can't even afford to pay rent or even a bag of rice so I try to keep it humble and I try to just you know absorb what i have and just you know not get all cocky and stuff like that because nobody nobody likes to be around someone that's cocky because i mean at the end of the day we we're all humans we all we all die and we're all blood and skin and bones right exactly yeah and no no that's a that's a that's a perfect thing to say i mean and and noxie is one of those guys that you know like you even said earlier you know for who he is he's so down to earth um, you know, and he's told me many a times in in certain groups, you know, that if I start getting out of line, he will put me back in line very oh, yeah. quickly. So, he's put you know, me that in line a few times, actually, I mean, there's been times where he's called me and was like, yo, dude, chill the fuck out. He was right, like, right. You know, I mean, I've, I, I still kind of, you know, feel like, man, like, you know, why is every, you know, why do people call me? Why do people ask me questions? Like, I still kind of have that, that that mind frame that I'm, you know, like not good enough, but thanks to Knox and thanks to, to Bruno and, and Gray, um, Scott, cause those, those three guys are, are kind of my, my buddy system, um, yeah. you know, and, and they're the ones that, you know, have gotten me lately to kind of realize like, you know, you are good, man. You know, you are as good as some of these guys out there or even better than some of these guys out there. So, you know, that's always a good thing to have, you know, it definitely, right. you know, like you said, stay humble. Um, and it's, and it's good to have the people around you that are going to boost you up and, and, and keep you moving forward at the same time. Um, and not all only right. That, so yeah, um, uh-huh. sorry to interrupt, but not only that, no, no, um, you know, just because one person has been in the game for, x amount of years and then you think they have all that knowledge you never know that person can come up to you one day and learn something new from you because you do it a different way or you have a different technique or you have a different process 
exactly know, that's the exactly thing i think a lot of detailers need to realize is like instead of bashing each other and trying to be you know the egotistical you know celebrity like hey i'm the best of the best you know you got to realize like you may think you're the best of best but there's another dude in another town or three or four blocks from you that nobody's heard of that can do it 10 times better than you so you know you right gotta stay humble but you know i think detailers need to learn off of each other more you know communicate more and kind of pick each other's brains like you know the whole podcast thing you know i think that's right i like it well thank you i appreciate that um so where can everybody find you let's let's say people outside of pain assassins that don't know who you are so michael mccarthy on facebook yes michael mccarthy on facebook um I usually post more on my personal page than I do my business page. Um, Gloss yeah, Boss yeah, 850 on Facebook and then Gloss Boss 850 on Instagram. Um, it's pretty much the, the only two um, social media areas no, I really post in. No, no Twitter, Snapchat, OnlyFans. Man, I can't do Twitter. That, that's too much stress. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> maybe, know, maybe down the road if i if i get like a sec another hand to help me at the shop and i have some time to to bust out my twitter fingers but as of right now no, i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> I got you. maybe youtube well, but um I've yeah started a youtube page i haven't really updated it but um oh, that's cool I, I plan on getting more into con into content for the uh, media page on youtube and you know kind of going that direction a little bit more i'm just kind of waiting to get at a slower pace right now where I can take a break to actually do that because right now things are hiatus. Right. Right. I got you. Well, listen, man. Um, I appreciate it again. Like I said, I, I, I definitely learned a lot about you. Um, you know, and I definitely want to kind of keep the open lines of communication going, um, kind of moving forward on um, things like that, man. And, and, you know, thanks for being second guest on this you know, hopefully fun little podcast type deal. Um, so that's well, all I got to say, man. I got I your number it. now, so I'll just message, I'll just text message you jars yeah. video at middle of the night. Yeah. 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 I go right ahead. I'll see him in the morning. Cause I always turn my phone off. So, or, or put it on silent. So, um, but yeah, man, thank, thanks a lot. Um, you know, I appreciate you kind of fitting me in your, your crazy busy schedule. And then, of course, I didn't even realize, you know, I was just thinking, oh, we're in Florida. We're at the same time. I didn't realize that you are further west than I am and on, on a completely different time zone. So, yeah, I'm kind of in, yeah. you know, the area you call Southern Alabama. Right. We're in, we're, we're the weird part of Florida, I guess you would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got gotcha. <laughs> um, so cool. So cool, man. Uh, um, you know, we'll talk soon. Um, I hope everybody enjoys this podcast. Michael McCarthy, Gloss Boss 850. And uh, yeah, man, you have a good night. You too, man. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. Hey, I think you should keep doing this. Maybe do like a follow-up like every year, kind of see what everybody's going through, how they're doing. Well, definitely. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, it's not just going to be like a one and done with everybody. I do plan on, you know, doing some follow-ups and part twos and things like that. Um, You know, obviously after I get through – the people that I want to talk to first, you know, then I can always round back um, to people and kind of see what's going on or see how things have changed. Or again, even like I said, like I could do a round table, you know, so I might bring back on, you know, past guests and, you know, pick a topic and, you know, kind of just round table it. Or you could just come visit us in our, 
workplace and just come hang out, talk, and do like a video chat. Man, I I gotta I gotta um, I gotta get a lot of money just to be able to quit doing what I'm doing and then just travel around to everybody. So um, yeah, man, as soon as I hit the lottery, I'll definitely do that. Well, COVID's um, around, so plane tickets are yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, except I, I don't. I'm like you right now. I've I've been slam busy. Um, yeah. But I do know that um, we have talked about going up and and visiting Matt and my uh, uncle Danny and mm-hmm. cousin Christy, um, maybe within the next year or so. So you know, definitely, um, I will do a uh, a Noxy style pop in like I did with him. I just won't tell you. I just won't tell you I'm coming. I'll just pop in, um, go Facebook Live, and pop in on you. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna let you go. It's getting late for me. I'm old timer. I gotta go to bed. So All right, um, I'll I'll talk to you later, man. Thanks again. I appreciate it so much. Yep. No problem. Anytime. Have a good night. Right. Thanks, man. You too. All right. Bye. Okay, everybody. Episode two, Don, Michael McCarthy, man, that was a really cool one. Um, like I said, I've been following that guy for a couple of years now, and he just um, absolutely kills it, blows my mind. So, again, apologies to Aaron Knox um, for bumping him this episode. But, I mean, obviously, come on, Michael McCarthy, everybody. Uh, so, Noxie, we will get him on for next episode. So, Stay tuned for My Best Friend. You guys have probably all seen the t-shirt where we are riding bare-chested on a Pegasus due to candy, um, cotton candy clouds that really happened. Um, that was not a fake or doctored photograph. Um, so again, next episode, Aaron Knox. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>